Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof, where we're kicking life with bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan. As a master martial artist and sixth-degree black belt with 40 years experience, I've spent my life empowering kids and adults with hope and the courage and confidence to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears and battle through their challenges, to stand up to any bully they're facing, either real or in their mind. And now I've got the opportunity to share these messages with you each and every week. So get ready as we go on this life-changing journey together to become bullyproof and to live our best kick in life. Great, everyone. Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. So, how's that? How's it going? Everybody doing good? I hope. Yeah. Well, it's kind of all quiet here on the Grogan front here, but um, at the Academy where I'm recording this thing live, doing a little Facebook live and, you know, they're saving the video, throwing it up on our YouTube channel and using this for our podcast. So, of course, if you haven't checked out our podcast, it's available on all podcast apps. Check that baby out. It's uh, Grogan's Bullyproof uh, pot, Grogan's Bullyproof. You just look that up, and it's the podcast there. So check that baby out. Got 220 episodes out. So check that out. Uh, real quick update. Or we're letting some friends jump on here is uh, the book. We're kind of in that final editing stage. Yes. And then it goes, uh, well, I guess our editing stage, which is my wife. <laughs> and then it goes back to the uh, the real editor for him to put his final touches on it. And we'll see. My goal is by the end of this year for the book Bullyproof. So what are we talking about today? Well, today uh, it, it's something well, it, it, no better time than this because exactly what I was going through. And a lot of uh, my video blogs, podcast and things I talk about in speeches, conferences, uh, Zoom calls and webinars and things of that nature are, are, are a lot of the ways that I bully myself and what I'm actively doing about it to, I guess, defeat that bully within. And then I want to share those thoughts with you as well. So I titled this one, and I think it's pretty appropriate for, for I guess, me and I know millions of others out there, is one thought, two thoughts, three thoughts, I'm confused, thoughts, squirrel. And now how do I get my thoughts back? Anybody else struggling with that or suffer with that? Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. So what I want to share with you is growing up, I'm quite sure I had ADD, ADHD, and OCD, and all the other Ds. Uh, not only Ds on my report card, but <laughs> Ds with my, my mental capacity as well. Now, those were never diagnosed because I'm not even sure if that was a, uh, a thing back in the 70s and 80s. I'm sure it was, but I was never officially diagnosed with that. I was officially diagnosed a lot of times just getting smacked in the head to settle down and to slow down and calm down and uh that was that was the treatment back then right just wow knock it off settle down slow down sit down and uh, that was always tough for me <laughs> it really really was but anyway i used to as, as i got a little bit older uh, i don't know let's say hate myself but i definitely didn't like myself because to me that was a, a, a deficiency or something that you know as hard as i worked to control it it seemed to always be out of control and um it, it was, you know, always, I was never been a very big person, but always stood up to every every challenge, every battle and fought through. Um, well, most of them, a lot of times I would do that. But then with bullying, sometimes I would allow others to, to bully me simply because I didn't stand up to the bully within, which was the fear of, of um, the belief of myself. And a lot of those 
mental, I call them demons, the ADD, ADHD, and uh, some OCD, and a little bit of anxiety, and a little bit of depression, some anger management, that's a lot of stuff going on in there, right? Uh, and then the fact that I've had double digits concussions, which never help, right? You know, the, the, the brain, I realize now some of the things I did back then, I got cool macho stories to tell about it, but uh, in all regard now, I've been you know, very protective here at the academy, and then also with with others in regards to concussions, simply because they they stay with you, man, and uh, you're already dealing with some problems going on mentally. <laughs> Those concussions don't help. But anyway, back to what I was talking about about the little, if you will, uh, to me it was a deficiency, not knowing how to deal with that or to handle that. Um, I used to think it was a weakness. Now, as I got a little bit older, and within the last ten years or so, I started realizing, well, you know what, having that extra energy or being a little hyperactive as long as it was controlled and, you know, exercising and working out a lot was actually a good driving force to help push me beyond uh, uh, not only my fears, but any limitations I had set on myself. And to be honest with you, I was, I guess, an entrepreneur before I ever realized I was an entrepreneur. And, and what I mean by that is I was always, you know, striving and thinking bigger and always asking questions of why. Why is it this way? And not being disrespectful in any way, but just always asking the questions of what I can do more. Why is it like this? Why haven't we thought of it this way? And a lot of times that, you know, people took offense to that. And uh, um, I got a lot of times being told to sit down and shut up and quit asking questions, right? But um, I realize now that was just me wanting more, you know, to, to break that proverbial glass ceiling to bust through that. So the, all this ties in with the one thought, two thoughts, three thoughts, squirrel, I'm confused thoughts, is because that's how my mind works. It's constantly spinning and constantly going in a thousand different directions, which can be exhausting, and my poor wife is exhausting to her, and my team here at the Academy, I'm sure it's exhausting to them, always coming up with different wild and crazy ideas. But a way I help combat that is, uh, and I'm telling you this, it's I'm not perfect at it, but I know each time I do this, like today, I had a number of uh, thoughts, as I do every day, just dingling around in there, bing, bang, boom, boom, all around. And what happens is one thought, obviously, you know, turns into a second and a third, and then you're distracted, then you try and get back to it. But uh, um, those one or two, and then maybe just five things that are floating in your mind, but as they continue to spiral and circle and circle and circle, those five thoughts are going to multiply. Now they're 10, then they're 20, and then they're 40, and then 60, and 80, and 100. Or you know, I mean, they just keep compounding. But if you break it down by simply writing those thoughts down or typing them, I use Evernote for um, just about everything now because it's all in one place. And to have those uh, in Evernote, I can go back to it later, which be honest with you, it's something I often uh, neglect to do is go back to my notes later on. I strongly encourage you, the whole point of taking the notes is to go back and review over them. But my point is to get those thoughts from doing all this, write them down or type them down, and you're going to find that your thoughts or what you thought were problems or what you thought were there were big issues or what you thought there were uh, something that was daunting and overwhelming, maybe it's just a handful of things. But by allowing those spy, those uh, those um, uh, well, not only thoughts, but I call them kind of endless cycle of thoughts, they they, they they compound themselves. But once you take the time to write them down, you realize, oh man, that's not as bad as I thought. I thought I had a hundred thousand thoughts going on in my head. The truth is, it was really just one thought with a bunch of little micro thoughts off of that that kept just spiraling out of control. 
Now, we all know when our mind is doing that, and especially take it from a guy who, once again, has never been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, but I'm sure by listening to the video or listening to the podcast here, you think, man, that guy's got all kinds of energy. He must drink a pot of coffee a day. <laughs> no, you don't want to see me on, on any coffee, much less a pot of coffee. But um, but I, I do know that it, 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 when those thoughts are spinning like this, it's really, really hard to focus on anything. And then the slightest distraction, you know, squirrel, you're looking over here, you're looking over here, and then you try and get recentered and refocused on your thoughts. And uh, what do those thoughts do? They continue to spiral out of control. And uh, I call those loose ends, right? Until you tie up those loose ends, if you got all these loose fragments floating around there, holy smokes, it's playing havoc on your mind and then havoc on your thought process. And then, of course, decision making. Now, I, I, you know, oftentimes struggle with making, well, well, I'll say I oftentimes struggle with making decisions. Now, before, I don't know, 20s, 30s, uh, I guess even before that, man, I just jump right in. Whatever. You know, I always give the proverbial or uh, um, uh, analogy, uh, the proverbial looks like it's a 20-foot deep pool, but it's just a two-foot pool or creek. I jump right in head first and smack my head, uh, you know, kind of all out. No, no thought, just jump in, fix it, what what happens, happens. And there's nothing wrong with that, but um, I've often failed at business by doing that. Matter of fact, I've been bankrupt twice. Uh, I've had a house foreclosed on and cars repossessed, and you know, a lot of stress goes along with those things. And one poor, wonderful lovable, supportive wife that's seen me through all this and helped guide me through all this and pulled me out of a lot of it. So there's nothing wrong with taking risk and taking chances, but now I try and be a little more, uh, and I don't think I've went from one extreme to another, but uh, of, you know, maybe taking a little longer to make a decision. So I got to try and find that balance. But as I mentioned, what's helped me a ton is to simply shut down for just a minute, and it may be more than just a minute, a couple minutes, to write things down, to get those thoughts on paper or to get them into Evernote. And uh, I keep bringing up Evernote. It's not like I'm getting paid by Evernote to sponsor them, but maybe I ought to reach out to them. <laughs> I think I've got close to 1,500 notes in Evernote. And I mean, it works. I can use it on my PC. I can use it on my uh, this the iPhone or the iPad, and it all comes in uh, uh, into one place. Now, I know that other folks have different note-taking systems that they like better or best, Use those. My whole point of all this is get those thoughts out of your head and get them on paper. And therefore, you know, I, uh, Albert Einstein once said, the um, pen and paper is for remembering so the mind can be left open for creative thought. That's true. And I, don't know, I mean, another thing I often say in speeches and stuff, and I share with my team all the time, I, and I don't know if Albert Einstein actually said this or not, but legend has it that uh, somebody once asked Albert Einstein what his phone number was. And he went over and grabbed the phone book off the shelf and looked it up. And the person says, my gosh, you're, you're Albert Einstein. You're the smartest person alive. You, you don't even know your own phone number? What? And he goes, why do I need to remember it? It's already written down someplace. I just have to remember where it's written down. <laughs> and sometimes that's where the real challenge comes in, right? So that's why I try and put everything in one place. 
But anyway, I just, uh, um, that was a big thing I wanted to focus on because I was going through that earlier today and I was trying to think of, uh, I knew I needed, it's been a, a little bit since I've done a video blog and I have a podcast. Uh, I've got to get this over to pr the producers today so they can have it, uh, uh, whatever they do, <laughs> they strip the audio off and th upload it to the podcast. And by the way, our podcast continues to grow and grow and grow. So uh, our friends here that always leave comments on Facebook, thank you. Make sure you check out the podcast. It's Grogan's Bullyproof. And those who are listening to the podcast right now, make sure you um, like our Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life Facebook page. And uh, we've also got a page and a group. And to be honest, I, I don't know um, <laughs> what the real difference between the two is. I was just told I need to have both, so I post content to both of those. And uh, some people are page people and some people are group people, I guess. I don't uh, fully understand uh, how all that works, but there it is. We've got one for each. Uh, Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life uh, page and Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life group. And as I mentioned, the podcast, it's available iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And we got 220 of those out here. And this will be episode number 221 you're listening to right now. So uh, a lot of a lot of content there. And um, I just finished another uh, course. I finished the uh, with, with the, the, the amazing Ziegler family. And I've got a whole new slew of uh, Ziegler family members. And it was a Ziegler Speaker Institute. And a big reason why I wanted to uh, uh, take that was I wanted to be a better storyteller. I feel pretty good about you know my delivery and obviously the motivation and empowerment and inspiration and all those things. But uh, always seeking more knowledge and wisdom, I wanted to be a better storyteller. So that was uh, a big reason why I took that. And just to kind of, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And the way you find out and learn the things you don't know is by surrounding yourself with people that know the things that you don't know, right? Did I give you one thought, two thought, three thoughts? Head explode. <laughs> uh, time to publish that book, sir, uh, as Terry Cronin says. You're right, Terry. Uh, goodness. And that one thought, two thought, three thoughts is what led to it. I'll share this little quick story with you about the book. I thought I had it all done. I uh, All the edits, and I sent it to the, uh, the editor for one final go-through. And he was, uh, well, it's what I'm paying him for, right? He said, I, I, I love the content. I love the message. I love everything you're doing. But this is a narrative story, and there's really no story or narration to go along with it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, it's like you're just, uh, uh, and, and the, the premise of the book is this. It's called Bullyproof, and it's me as a kid meeting me 40 years later as Master Grogan, and we go on a journey together to become bullyproof. And uh, the editor had mentioned that it's more of me just lecturing this kid, younger me, on how to become bullyproof, which is you know what the book's all about. But he said, since it's a narrative book and it's a story, especially for, um, it's for you know, kids 10, 10 and up, uh, more or less focused on the middle school group, but it's also written for parents to learn the knowledge and the tips, but in story format, so it's much more fun and enjoyable to read to share with their kids. Anyway, he said, since it's a narrative, you've got to uh, um, narrate the story, meaning, you know, they, they, Joe is the Master Grogan older, and Logan is me as a kid, and I just took random names that I had no affiliation with. That's how I come up with those names. Anyway, we're going on a journey, and I've got to talk about that journey, like uh, um, we pulled into the driveway. Master Joe flipped on his right blinker, turned into the driveway. Just then, Logan hopped out of the truck and ran to the house. And so I got to paint the picture of the story, which is something 
I don't know, I don't have any, I had no experience with before. I got all kinds of creative thoughts, but actually narrating was, was quite a challenge. So anyway, with that, the story expanded I don't know, more than, than I guess I would have liked. And then also he mentioned I got to paint a background or tell a story of all the characters in there a little better than I did. So we went from <laughs> about, I don't know what it was, 35,000 words to 100, or not 100, to about 65,000 words. And I know when I send it to the editor, he's going to say we got to chop some of those words down in order to have it. So anyway, I'm just preparing and planning for that. So I kind of took you on a little story of what's going on with the story. And that has a lot to do with my thoughts. One thought, two thought, three thoughts, boom, all over the place, which of course is the message of this podcast slash video vlog. There you go. Did you like that? So to wrap a bow around this thing, one, obviously the reason I do, somebody asked, uh, uh, I was part of the, the Ziegler speaker trainer thing and this other course I'm taking uh, on how to be a more of a uh, high impact coach and, and all that is, is just to deliver once again, uh, uh, well, the goods, so to speak, what I offer and what I'm uh, uh, doing to, uh, uh, to help as many others. Terry's got another one. Find another platform for that great story. Square peg, round hole. Terry, you, <laughs> girl, I'll tell you, you hit my heart. Yes, square peg, round hole is, uh, um, it's actually on my vision board. So <laughs> it'll be coming soon too. The, the follow-up book, although my editor and coach get on me all the time, you can't be talking about a follow-up book until you get your first book done. And the follow-up book is going to be uh, Defeating the Bully Within. So I've taken all the content that doesn't necessarily work with Bullyproof and switched it on over to uh, Defeating the Bully Within. And then Square Peg Round Hole will be making its way soon after that. But uh, anyway, kind of lost my train of thought there. Squirrel! Right? Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? The coaching, high impact coaching. Oh, now I'm confused. Uh, should, I, should I get my pen and paper out, Evernote out, and write down why I'm confused so I can re look at it later? So, oh man. Um, but anyway, the, the, the high impact coaching, that's something that I'm working with as well to, to not only, once again, be a better storyteller, but uh, realize how to put everything I'm trying to work on here in kind of a package to, to help as many people as possible. And the question that was asked, pretty much, why are you doing all this? Uh, why do you spend all the extra time doing this? And, you know, what, what's your purpose behind it? And, and the goal is, I don't want, you know, especially working with kids, I don't want a kid to suffer maybe the way that I suffered of defeating myself, bullying myself, and therefore allowing others to bully me. I want to be kind of, I think everybody's their own superhero. I just kind of want to be the superhero's hero, pulling that superhero out. And that's uh, that's actually the cover of the book of, of Bullyproof. It's a, a kid standing here kind of with his shoulders down, looking defeated, and his shadow behind him is standing like a superhero with the chest out and the shoulders back and the head up. And because uh, we all have that superhero in us. And that's kind of, somebody asked, why are you doing? And I said, well, that's, that's kind of what I want to do. I want to be that person that maybe was never there for me when I needed that person. I want to be that person and help as many people as I can defeat that bully within. And I think that's where it all comes from. Um, and those that listen often, you know what I believe about bullying. We're never, ever, unfortunately, ever going to defeat or stop bullying because it's been around since Cain and Abel. And you know, that, that didn't turn out too well, right? And I wasn't around back in the Cain and Abel days, and I know none of you were either. So we couldn't stop it then. 
and we certainly can't stop it now with everything that's going on with social media and the well, billions of, of people that, that are bullied every single day. It, it, the cat's out of the bag or the, the can's off, the worms or whatever analogy you like there, it's out and we're never putting the lid back on that thing. And some people say, well, that's not being very optimistic. No, that's just being real, right? It's wham, right? Hook of reality. It, it is what it is. But what we can do and what I want to focus on and what I'm trying to uh, exude as much energy and effort on as I can, just like we do at the Academy here, is helping people, kids and adults, teens, parents, everybody become bully proof, giving them the tools, the confidence, empowering them to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears, battle through their challenges, to stand up to any bully we face either real or in our mind, or even that bully we see in the mirror. But most of the time it's in the mind. And that's what a lot of the video blogs and podcasts have been about lately is defeating that bully within. Because if we can't defeat the bully within, there's no way we're gonna be able to defeat the bullies out there. It's just, it's not gonna happen. But once we gain control of this and that self-confidence and belief, once we're able to control the thoughts in our mind and what comes in, the more we're gonna be able to do to, uh, thank you, Tara, I appreciate you, God bless. Please keep doing what you're doing. Um, and then, therefore, we can become bullyproof. And that's end-all, be-all. That's kind of my purpose, mission. That's, I believe, in my heart. That's the reason I was put on this planet is to uh, to do those things and uh, defeat those bullies within. And then, of course, you know, if I can be a shining light and guide somebody else, then that's the trickle effect, right? Then they can help somebody else and they can help somebody else and it continues to evolve that way. Uh, sort of like uh, the example I love to give, you throw a pebble in a pond, what happens? Boom, it sends ripples, right? All the way across. One helps another, one helps another, one helps another. Well, I don't want to throw just a pebble in a pond. I don't want to take a gosh darn big old boulder and chuck that baby tidal waves or water splashing up on the shore. Now that's sending more than ripples, and that's kind of what uh, what I'm wanting to do. And here at the excuse me, the Martial Arts Academy, we're, we're we're doing some incredible things. Classes are starting to build up again after the lockdown, which I'm happy about, and uh, um, just you know empowering kids to to believe in themselves, like our mission talks about, to become bullyproof. But it's also giving the message to the parents, so they can uh, continue to reiterate that message to the kiddos in the car ride to and from the academy and at home, because once again, we can't do it alone. So there we go. Well, hopefully in the midst of all of that, and one thought, two thoughts, three thoughts, squirrel, <laughs> getting back on track, I was able to share some information with you that you can actually retain and, and keep with you. And that was another thing that uh, oh, coach keep telling me, it's great you get everybody energized, you're great you get them inspired, you're great you get them empowered and motivated, but you got to leave them with something tangible uh, to take with them to actually work on so they can continue the process of becoming their best or kind of my uh, mission is to become bullyproof, right? Defeating that bully within. So my thoughts, when those thoughts are spinning out of control, bing, bang, boom, and you're getting distracted and squirrels and, you know, one thought turns into two and three and five and 10 and a hundred, stop, write them down either, you know, in, in your note, uh, either on a piece of paper or like I mentioned, I use Evernote, put them in there and get those thoughts off your mind. And you'll find that, Generally, it's one or two main points that have spiraled out of control and turned into 15, 20 or more. So get them down. And then that's another thing. You, you, you get those things on paper or you get them in, in a note device, you're able to see, oh my gosh, that's just a couple things. I can defeat that. 
And obviously it's much easier to defeat one or two or overcome one or two challenges than it is, you know, 50 or 100. But once those things start spiraling in your head, they certainly look like 50 to 100. And it's the same thing with goal setting, right? You set your goal and you think, oh man, there is no way I can achieve this goal. Well, there's a term for goal setting, which is, uh, I've got, I don't know how many videos on goal setting, you have to check those out, called chunking it down, right? Take that mammoth goal and then break it down into small parts and pieces. Because the old adage is, how do you eat an elephant? Anybody know? How do you eat an elephant? Somebody might be saying, eat an elephant? God, dude, that's gross, man. That's just an analogy. But how you eat an elephant is what? One bite at a time. Yeah, chunk it down. One bite, then another bite, then another bite. There you go. Same thing with goal setting, chunking it down, and same thing with problem solving. And of course, uh, problem solving my my own inner uh, um, bullies within or demons within uh, thoughts are going crazy is to write those things down, get it on paper, get it on some note uh, um, taking system so you can actually look at it. Right? You can't you can't defeat the bully you can't see. Right? Well, the bully within sometimes you can't see it, but you get those thoughts out of your head on paper. Now you can see them, and now you got a fighting chance, so to speak. Good, 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 good. Because you know, um, last little point here. Zig Ziglar would talk about most people would uh, see Goliath as uh, um, too, someone too big to fight, too big to defeat. Well, David saw Goliath as someone too big to miss. Ooh, yeah, you like that? That's good old Zig Ziglar. And uh, he's exactly right. Sometimes we uh, we see our our, our our challenges or our problems or our fears or the thoughts in our head as being too big to defeat, but they're actually too big to miss. And if they're too big to miss, get them on paper. You can see, you can rationalize with it, you can work at it, you can chug it down, and then you can defeat it in your own terms. There you go. All right, folks. Let's see. Oh, one more comment from Terry. How does that forgiveness play into how does forgiveness play into that? Forgiveness. Uh well, Terry had a question here, so I don't want to go just yet. I want to make sure I answer that. So, Terry, maybe could uh, I'll stay on the line here and uh, elaborate a little bit more because I'm sure our listeners and uh, those would, would probably have a question similar to that. How does forgiveness play into that? If uh, Elaborate on that if you would just a little bit, Tara. I'd appreciate it. And while you're elaborating on that, I'll uh, remind people once again how to find us. Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life on Facebook. We got a page and a group. Instagram, Grogan's Bullyproof. Check it out. And of course, the podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast from. We got 220 previous episodes, so you have to check those babies out. Um, what else do we got for you? Uh, oh, with the, um, the, the whole premise of this video, of course, is getting things on paper, breaking it down so you're not... Um, um, uh, I guess, overwhelmed by the multitude of thoughts that are going on in your head. And then if you're like me, squirrel, you get distracted and it's hard to get back on track here. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know what? I'm just going to try and guess the, Guess what Terry meant here. It says, how does forgiveness play into that? Uh, well, forgiveness is a tough, tough thing. Uh, it, it, I mean, it really, really is, especially somebody's uh, done you wrong or harmed you in any way, shape, or form. But oftentimes... Uh, and I know this, and it's something I work on, but it's also that bully within. Holding on to that anger, uh, there, there, there's an old saying, holding on to anger is like pee in your pants. Everybody can see it, but only you can feel it. Yeah. And another thing, holding on to anger is like uh, um, uh, digesting poison and hoping your enemies die from it. Because it's all inside of you. 
Now, of course, that burning's gonna be there, but Zig also talks a lot about if someone's done you wrong, write everything out on paper. I mean, write it all out. Everything they did to wrong you, type it out, read it over, and then go outside and set it on fire, saying, yes, you did me wrong. Yes, I'm having a hard time forgiving you, but I got everything on paper, and I'm gonna get this off my mind, out of my heart, out of my soul, and, uh, uh, and let it go. Because a lot of times, maybe the person who did it knew they hurt you, and maybe sometimes they didn't, but you're still holding on to those resentment and anger. Now, is, is that a perfect scenario? I mean, if somebody did something to hurt my kids, would I forgive them? Woo, it'd be awfully hard. Matter of fact, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, it's, it, it's, it's an area I'm working on too, and I'd never want to experience that to, to have to go down that path here. But that's just an example of what I've heard. Um, and I've, I've done it before. Somebody's ticked me off, made me mad. And as much as I'd like to jump through the computer and pop them in the chops, I know I can't do that. So I try and write it all down and get it on paper and then burn it up and say that you did me wrong, but I'm, never gonna, I'm not going to let you control me anymore. And a lot of times that's what happens. That's that demon or bully within controlling you because it's constantly reminding you of the bad thing, the bad thought, the, 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 uh, the bad feeling you got from it. And if you can uh, write it down, get it off your head, and then go outside and light that up and let, watch it burn away. And as it burns away, you want your resentment, your regret, your frustration, your anger, and everything burn away with that. So... So Terry says, thank you. Well, you're welcome, Terry. I, I thank you for asking the question, and I'm hopeful that helped. And I'm um, hopeful you, you, you don't have to experience anything too negative, negatively that someone has done to you. But we, um, you know, that, that, that the forgiveness, it's sometimes tough. Uh, it really, really is. And I'm not definitely not an expert in that, but uh, my level of expertise is doing everything I can to empower people to defeat that bully within. Whatever that bully within may be saying or doing to you that keeps holding you down, it keeps hanging on to that frustration or keeps hanging on to that anger, you want to get that stuff out. So there we go. Because, well, I mean, you know, I, I share openly that uh, it's part of my book that I was bullied quite badly and so, well, severely as, as a kid because I allowed it to happen. Even as an adult, I had adults bully me. And the only reason they it was bullying is because I didn't believe enough in myself to stop it or I just thought they're not worth it. But yet I let those seeds plant in my mental garden and grow into something they shouldn't. So now I dig that garden up and get those thoughts out. So there we go. All right, folks. Thank you so very much. Can't wait to read your comments. Uh, and as always, any questions or something you'd like to hear me talk about, please, you know, go to our, our Facebook page and group page and and put your questions in there. Hey, could you please talk about this on your next uh, Bullyproof podcast or bully or uh, Facebook Live or video blog or whatever? I'd be more than happy to to, to do that because uh, I just often share things that I'm thinking about or areas and ways that I've bullied myself or the the, the battles or struggles I'm dealing with and ways that I've uh, used to overcome those battles, challenges, or to fight through it. But I'd love to help you in any way I can. All right, folks, I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll become your very best. Yes, that's such a great feeling when you come your best. Yeah. Now, just because you come your very best doesn't mean you'll have down days. But you, the, the, the good days would help get you through those down days. So please. Do what you do best, and I promise, you'll become your very best, you'll become bullyproof, 
and you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Thank you so very much for all your time. Can't wait to read your comments, and I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Chat soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please share this podcast with someone who could benefit from this message. And please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you have the power to overcome your fears and battle to your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, either real or in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, and I promise you'll become bullyproof and live your best kick in life.